Mate, this is an honor and privilege. Thank you so much for uh, giving me a bit of your time. Thank you so much for having me. This is the first podcast I've actually ever been on. So oh, shit, really? Appreciate it. Yeah. Probably not the greatest one to come on first because I talk too much shit. <laughs> no and, uh, I swear like a sailor. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, man. So, I mean, welcome to this thing that is a conversation via the internet, I guess. You know? Thank you. Thank you. How'd you, how'd you get onto this fitness thing? So I grew up as a gymnast competitively, which if anyone has done competitive gymnastics, it's kind of like a full-time job for a kid. Yeah, uh, You're in practice five days a week, five hours of practice. It's just, it's time consuming. It's kind of your whole life. You don't really do other sports while you're in it. And so I was in that for a while and eventually just kind of fell, fell out of love with it, coupled with some injuries. And so I wasn't in gymnastics anymore. And I was doing high school sports, volleyball, track, but I was kind of just looking for something more since gymnastics had consumed so much of my time. So now I had these massive gaps in my day that I didn't know what to do with. And so I kind of just started going to the gym and playing around, really no idea what I was doing at first, but got really interested in it. And then with the whole world of social media, I kind of came across, you know, the corner of the internet. That's actually a huge corner of the internet full of fitness professionals and just people who enjoy fitness and are posting on it for fun. And so I found that and I kind of found myself a little bit in the bodybuilding community at first. And so I was on that train for a while, you know, never competed, but it was kind of like, oh, okay, these people, they're, they have their neat little box of bodybuilding and like they train this way and they eat this way and they're friends with each other and they all kind of like have the same lifestyle. And so it was just something that kind of gave me a sense of like belonging and community and taught me a lot about lifting in the beginning when I really didn't know too much about what I was doing. So that lasted for a bit until I kind of just wanted to do more, you know, and I found CrossFit, which I saw you're a, you're a CrossFit level three trainer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Yeah. So I got, I got into CrossFit for a while and I really liked the community aspect of that and just being able to do more than just like four sets of 10 of this, four sets of 10 of that. Like I liked the, I liked the variable parts of it. I liked, I liked doing the cardio and the lifting and like just everything. And it was fun. It was really fun. And, you know, then I dabbled a little bit in powerlifting and I competed and then somewhere along the line, like six years after I started lifting, I decided to start running. And that's kind of where my whole, so if you, my Instagram, I'm kind of, my whole thing is kind of like do both, be both. And so when I got into running a little bit and started pairing it with lifting, it kind of like rocked my world. Cause I was like, in the bodybuilding and powerlifting communities, there's such an emphasis on like cardio kills your gains. And like, if you do too much cardio, you can't be strong and you're going to lose all your muscle. And like, we all just hate cardio over here. And like, we only do it to lose weight, blah, blah, blah. And so when I started running and finding enjoyment in it and learned that I could actually pair it with my lifting in a way that wasn't counterproductive for either, um, it was just really cool. And so that kind of catapulted me into the world of hybrid fitness which is now the corner of the internet that I guess I 
identify with now and, you know, ever evolving, but it's really fun. And that's kind of how I got into it. It's a super fascinating, uh, I'm going to use the term niche within fitness, but I don't Mm -hmm. think it's specifically like a niche. I think it's, it's fitness in general, right? Like it was kind of brought to the limelight with CrossFit and then just taken, taken off with, with everybody else who was like, I want to go do other crazy stuff you know, OCR right. training and stuff like that. They do obstacle races and tough mudders and, um, you know, ultra marathons and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but we're now we're going to do mountains. I, was like, I can't mm-hmm. just get on a road or, or a treadmill and, and run for, what, 17 hours. I need to be mm-hmm. able to rock and carry stuff with me and then, you know, pick up this rock and get up and down terrain. And It's like, oh, right. okay, cool. So there's going to be an element of, of strength in there. And then there's going to be some sleep deprivation, which, you know, in the mainstream books, is not good for you you should something mm-hmm. that you shouldn't be doing and it's like well these folk are doing it and what is the the realm of possibility here and i think it's such a fascinating concept to, to play around with and such a fascinating philosophy to to practice right and that's uh that's something that turned me on to you it was like the uh, the art of doing both all right well how do we right. practice the polarities you know it's like oh i'm going to go out for a run but i'm also going to be out of squat and deadlift and overhead press and olympic right. lift and maybe do some like core and, you know, and I think that's inevitably you strip it all back. That's old Soviet style GPP, right? It's, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to do everything. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That, I think that's what, initially, yeah, that's what attracted me to CrossFit. And then, you know, just further down the road, like discovering ultra marathoners and these ultra endurance athletes who are doing these 100 200 500 mile races and yeah, like yeah there's, there's so much to explore when it comes to all of that there's so much beyond just bodybuilding and powerlifting although I love those things and you know they're fun and they served their purpose for me for sure in my journey I I'm just so happy that I discovered that there's more to fitness there's just so much more yeah and it poses a lot of questions right because we don't know the best way to train for these sort of things because a lot of the time they've never been done or at least never been documented you know yeah. like maybe someone did it five thousand years ago you know on a whim but they've never been documented so we don't yeah. know the ideal body type we don't know the ideal nutrition protocol we don't know the ideal training philosophy and protocol to get to get there you know so it's like well let, i guess let's fuck around and find out you know, and if, we, <laughs> yeah. and if we 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 don't get there, we we document what happened and be like, well, I don't know, maybe I just like talk to somebody who knows a couple more things. It's like, where's the holes in this? Yeah. Ah, maybe try this next time. You're like, sweet, I'll try it again in six months' time. You know, it's, right. it's so Lots fascinating. Experimentation, yeah. I think uh, I think I got turned on to a video. Maybe this must must have been like fifteen years ago, right? Mm. And it was someone doing a marathon they did uh some sort of like uphill bike and they okay. deadlifted um i think 500 pounds which is like 227 yeah. kilos and they did yeah. it like one after the other right yeah and they were out in australia Fuck, i can't remember the uh, <laughs> i can't remember what it was but i remember coming to this video about 15 years ago i was like this is possible yeah somebody can deadlift 500 pounds like 220 227 kilos then go for a bike ride, then do a marathon and not marathon. die. Yeah, that's crazy. That's like, that is fitness, right? Like being able to do it all, being able to run the marathon, like deadlift the three times your body weight or whatever it might be. Yeah, it's really fascinating. 
So what? That reminds me of like when I first got into running and I just, I was so fascinated by the fact that I was, I was running and I was increasing my mileage every week. And I was going on these like seven, nine, 10 mile runs, which was the longest I had done up until that point. And then I was still in the gym and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm still hitting PRs and I'm still, you know, deadlifting like 300 pounds and like everything that I've heard on the internet up until that point had told me that that really, that wasn't very possible just because of the little like niche um, communities I was involving myself in. So it was really cool when I started noticing that. And I remember the first ever time I ran a half marathon, I was like, all right, I'm going to run a half marathon and deadlift three plates. So 315 pounds, whatever that is in kilograms um, within like a couple days of each other. And I did it. And I was like, I'm so cool. Like, this is the shit. Like, this is awesome. And yeah, it's, it's just so cool to, to see what you can do and trying to push the extremes on both ends. 1000%, you know, yeah. and the, I think the point is, you know, we're not trying to peak performance specifically for one thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we know that that peak performance is going to be somewhat blunted. You know, that's not going to be the max weight that you will genuinely be able to pick up. Right. You know, but yes, paired with this other modality, that's going to be the safest, you know, position that you can put yourself in to be able to knock out and accomplish those those two things in the other on the other side of the spectrum, right? But that exactly. I think you know, again, the point is not to hit the peak of the pyramid. The point is to build the base as wide as you can because the pyramid's going to go up. Yeah. Right. right. And it's like, well, yeah. The majority of us. Yeah. Like, obviously I'll, I'll get people in my, my DMS on Instagram kind of like opposing my argument of yeah. being able to do both with the example of like, well, the best marathoner in the world isn't trying to max out his deadlift or like the top power lifter in the world isn't trying to run a marathon. And it's like, yes. Cause these are, these are, the top, the top of the top in what they're doing. And that's where specializing becomes super important. And obviously if you're trying to break a record for the marathon or for a deadlift, like, yeah, you're probably not going to be trying to, you're not going to do both. Like you're, you're never, you're never going to be the best at both, but for the vast majority of us, we can, we can try to push both, you know? For sure. We can dabble in the gray. Totally. You know, we don't have to be black and white. We really can dabble in this gray. And and yeah. let's be honest, most folk out there want to dabble in the gray. They want to be able to get up and move around, right? And they also want to be able to run and pick things up and swim and throw something above their head and, like, genuinely be able to get out of bed without the back, like, breaking, yeah. you know? Like, that's, mm-hmm. what, that's what the average folk wants to be able to do. It's like, all right, yeah. sound. Like, here's a kettlebell, here's a dumbbell, here's a barbell, here's a bike. Now, yeah. here's, like, the elements, you know? It's like, oh, but it's raining outside. Fucking get yeah. out there, mate. Yeah. You know, yeah. face it. You know, develop a little bit of mental resilience as well, you know? The 11th yeah. component of fitness, let's be honest, is that yeah. is that mental toughness. Like, how 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 much have you got up here in the top two inches? Yeah, it's huge. That's a huge component. For sure. So what, what event... Or what are your goals, I should say, are you trying to trying to knock out simultaneously? Yeah, right? What was that last part? Simultaneously. Oh, okay. So um right now most of my focus is on the races I'm training for. Um mm-hmm. 
I have one. I have two races within the next month. They're both 25K trail races. Um, wow. I think the first one's about closer to 17 miles. The second one's around 15. And they're both up in the mountains of Vermont. And so they're going to be, they're going to be, they're going to be mountainy. They're going to be, yeah, lots of elevation. And so my training recently has mostly been just preparing for those races, but I've still been in the gym lifting. Obviously my lifting supports my running wildly and I'm kind of in like an in-between space in the gym where I don't really have, I don't have any powerlifting meets I'm prepping for. I don't really have any concrete number goals right now. It's kind of just like a maintenance phase for me, but I'm definitely, definitely have my eyes on maybe competing in something powerlifting related in the upcoming six months or year, because I do have a little itch to get back to it. Mm. The dark side of fitness, right? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> you get to do one rep, you sit down, you have some Harry Bows, Yeah, that's totally the powerlifter stereotype, the gummy bears. <laughs> yeah, man, 100%. One rep, 10 minutes rest. Yeah. Still still remember doing, uh, working out in the old school, like Olympic weightlifting gyms where there'd be no mirrors, no windows. Mm-hmm. You know, there's about, oh, there's three platforms per side, but you couldn't have them kind of one in front of the other because the walls were so fucking close together. So you'd have to be have to be jagged like a zip. Oh, wow. Literally, there'd be chairs everywhere. People are like dying, hyperventilating because they've just done one rep on a back squat. Oh, yeah. That's, that's why you got to do both. Yeah, and that was it. That was that was kind of our thing, you know, Friday nights. It used to take us about three and a half hours to get through the thing because everybody was oh on fit as piss. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very powerlifter-esque. <laughs> yeah, and then you've got the other side, right? Like, you know, let's take a CrossFit gym, for example, because you usually get a lot of folk from everywhere, right? And you right. get the ones that have been biased towards the cardiovascular fitness and mm-hmm. the running, the swimming, the biking or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, even even all three, let's be honest, the triathletes, they are crazy, yeah. you know? Crazy. And they come in and they want to do everything as an emo. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, guys, you're not going to be going like maximal load if you're picking it yeah. up with 30 seconds rest. They're like, yeah, but I'm, let me go again, coach. You're like, Fuck. <laughs> you know, it's like pulling them back. It's pushing the powerlifters forwards. Mm-hmm. It's kind of this weird like puppet master yeah. thing. You know, it's, it's trying to get everybody a little dose of all the, all this fitness. Totally. Totally. Do you find a lot of, um, a lot of endurance athletes that are newer to CrossFit do you find they have a hard time really having like true one rep maxes on things? I feel like that kind of a kind of common thing where people newer lifters in general. Yeah, for sure. You know, you get the comment of, oh, but it feels heavy. Yeah. Yeah. No shit, Sherlock. Right. No, we're going for a heavy load. You know, right. it's like, oh, no, that was that was real heavy. I can't go anymore. I was like, you're talking to me. Of course you can go more. Right. You know, like everything's fine. But then you get on the other side of the uh, spectrum, you know, like the power of this, oh, I'm dying. This is really, this is really hard. I was like, again, you're talking to me, dude. Like you're, mm. you're not pushing that hard. You're not going that far. You know, like let's take some intensity off. Let's go for a long period of time, you know, yeah. for the, for the other athletes, for the runners and stuff. Okay. Let's bring some intensity up. Let's go for a shorter period of time. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just dousing people with something that they're unfamiliar with. And, I can empathize with that hundred percent, you know, like if we've been, you know, for example, like my quote unquote Metcons at the moment 
is two times a week pulling a sled for 30 minutes. Just load that puppy up and just go for a bit of a go for a bit of a wander with it backwards. Right. And then if you you shove me into a five minute douse yourself in uh lactate and go, you know, yeah. I'm gonna feel like I'm dying. Just because yeah. you <laughs> you're not adapted to that, right? And that's fine. Really? We can all empathize with that. You know, it's not something that we're um, you know, we're we're putting ourselves through on a regular basis. That's all right. I think it all comes down to the brief, mm. you know, and then knowing the people in front of you, right? Like, you know, if I, if I know somebody like we had a member recently, who's just done a marathon in the mountains in Banff in, in Canada. Cool. cool stuff. Right? But if he's yeah. going to do, he was going up to it. He did a 22 mile um, last run before he ends up going over. Right. I'm, like, right. I'm not going to then shove a heavy back squat on you. Yeah. Right. You know, right. You've just done 22 miles, mate. But <laughs> totally. <laughs> let's calm totally. down. Yeah. You know, so it, it, you got to learn your members, but to go For with sure. your point, yeah, I do find it difficult. And they find right. it difficult too. Yeah, that's hard. It's hard to get accustomed to. Yeah. For sure. You know, you tell me to go out and run 20 miles. I think you're out of your mind. I'll probably get it done. <laughs> you know, just because right. I'm nuts and I'll, I'll I'll die for that 20 miles for that challenge. But you know, it's going to be a lot longer. You're going to feel like shit. Same, same. Right. Someone comes in, you want to max out your snatch and your cleaning trip. They're going to feel like shit. Right. Like it's the art of specificity, right? Like sometimes you got to hone in, you got to niche in like for the next month, you got a 15 right. and a 17 miler in the trails. Yeah. yeah. Like, like the volume that you do within the four walls of a gym is going to have to decrease. That's, that's, that's what's going to happen. Right. Let's start that age old chart. But to be honest, uh, attracted me to CrossFit of like the volume of CrossFit and the volume of a specific sport, right? And on the right. on season volume of CrossFit is right down, and then mm-hmm. on the off season the volume of CrossFit is right up. And it's basically just a two lines that just kind of over intersect each other. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this is what the way it's supposed to be, you know. I'm rather than like, yeah. I gotta I gotta PR all the time and then go like run my 30 yard dash and you're like oh so you think you're a cyborg (laughs) right like it's not it's not about doing everything we possibly can at once like when you're in this hybrid hybrid area of fitness this concurrent training space it's all about seasons and just it's all going to be there so you can you can push in one area and pull back in another and maintain it or vice versa and you know they're both, they're both going to be there at the end of the day. And so it's all about just taking it in seasons, learning how to balance volume. And yeah, like in, in these, especially last two to four weeks before my races, I'm, I'm pulling back volume in the gym for sure, but I can keep intensity there. I can, I can still go heavy. I can still show up in the gym. I don't have to completely cut it out. It's just a balancing act. Yeah. I can't go in and do GBT. I'm not going to go to the gym. I was like, are you crazy? <laughs> Maybe right. you do three ones, right? You know, building up to what eighty seven percent, ninety two percent, something like that, right? You want to feel something, right. you know. Stimulate, right. don't annihilate. At the end of the day, that's the age old, yeah. age old saying. Like right? Don't I just like absolutely rip yourself to pieces. Like there's, mm-hmm. you know, you get those sickos out there, and I got to hold my mm-hmm. hands up. I'm one of them that mm-hmm. likes to crawl out of the gym, fucked yeah. up. I was like, yeah, that's great, but that's at the start of a training cycle. You know, mm-hmm. when volume is just through the roof, mm-hmm. you know, and we're like, okay, well, this is survival. Let's just try and get through this. 
you know, and then as as the season goes on, like you said, like we're gonna have to just ebb and flow, you know. And right. I think uh, it's important we all have a bigger picture, you know, and sure. um, relating it back to everyday folk that don't want to do seventeen miles in the mountains, which is a bit crazy, <laughs> you know. The bigger picture is is life, right? Is is yeah. picking up your kid, your grandkid, is is being more productive at work in your cubicle and a corporate scene or whether right. you're a bin man or whatever the fuck it is right it's just no no, no like the gym should aid you you know running should right. aid you the yoga should aid you whatever you do for fitness should give you something not take it away right we're not pro athletes absolutely why do you I do agree. what you do though oh well do you mean training or you know like being this person Let's... on instagram or well Let's go training. And then also, why do you want to pursue this field to, mm -hmm. I guess, help people, right? Like that's what most people get into this field for. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I love, I love educating people to whatever extent I can within my scope. And that's at the end of the day, really why I'm on Instagram, you know, doing what I'm doing, just educating in whatever way I can, because I'm in a field so saturated with a lot of bullshit, honestly. And I mean, you know that we all, we all know that at this point, but it's still hard to usually determine who's credible versus not and what's true and what's fake. And because there's so much nuance and everything. And so I'm really, I'm really just there to educate as much as I can. And yeah, and I'm, I'm pursuing the field because I love it. I truly do. I love I love learning about it. I love educating and yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I train, I think I, I think training really just, it keeps me level. I don't, I don't know what I would do if I didn't, didn't train really. Um, it's just become such a huge part of my life and I like exploring new modalities at this point, you know, like I, only got into running a couple of years ago and now I kind of have my eye on the ultra marathon world and like endurance stuff and so I'm excited to kind of inch my way towards that space more and I'm only 21 and so there there are worlds of new fitness modalities for me to discover and play with and compete in and all of that and yeah I just I enjoy it and it's just my thing I always think of fitness as a as a key yeah right and we don't really know where the door is but mm -hmm. after time and time again of placing yourself in that adversity of feeling a little bit of you know physical discomfort shall we say yeah. you end up finding said door and you end up unlocking it and you end up figuring out and finding so many more layers to yourself right i used mm -hmm. it's kind of like a transformative thing you know, it's a meditation you know, some people yeah. like to do it sat down saying, um, you know, other people like to do it with psychedelics. We're just the mm -hmm. crazy motherfuckers that like to pick things he that are heavy up or run around or mm -hmm. kind of like smash yourself in the face with fitness and be like, well, who am I? You know, yeah. it's this interaction with yourself and the world around, you know, that's, that's the way I look at this fitness thing. And I can, I can see it in people's eyes when they when they come into the gym you know it's they're going through that journey as well but in that 60 minutes in that run in that event in that lift they're going through mm -hmm. that journey they're figuring out 
what they're capable of figuring out who they are. Yeah, there's there's so much to learn about yourself when you're doing hard things just for the sake of doing hard things. And I always love to tell people that there's you learn so much of yourself in the process of chasing a big goal because you know, like when I set a goal to do this, um, this 25k trail race, that's a promise to myself. And I, I have to know what I need to do to get from point A being unfit and point B wanting to successfully run this race. And so there are steps, there are things I have to do. There are commitments I have to make that are going to be hard and boring and painful and uncomfortable all along the way. And just keeping my promise to myself and showing up, especially on those days where it's hard and boring and uncomfortable. Um, it just, yeah, it teaches you, you learn so much about yourself in that whole process. And I think that's just a really beautiful part of fitness in whatever way you choose to pursue it, because that can apply to training for a powerlifting meet too, or, you know, prepping for bodybuilding competitions, which I would never, ever want to do in a million years, but I can appreciate the process and the difficulty and the lessons that those competitors must learn about themselves in the process. Cause really like whatever modality of fitness you choose to pursue when you're setting a big goal that you aren't capable of doing, and you you're saying, I trust myself to do what it takes to get here that that type of and then doing it and following through on your commitments to yourself that type of self-trust and lessons that you learn about yourself throughout that process are just like irreplicable mm. and they're priceless for sure and yeah. let's be honest like it's the same as committing to go go to the gym or do some fitness three times a week two times mm-hmm. a week yeah you know you made a commitment to get up 15 minutes earlier and walk around your block you know, and then get back home and you, you start your day, right? But it's the consistency yeah. of doing so. It's yeah. not in, it's not going to happen in one to two weeks, right? Right, yeah. You know, like a, yeah. I speak and, to yeah, people all the time, like, you know, three times example, a week, man. Yeah, yeah, it's not the, like hard is relative. What's hard for me is going to be incredibly easy for someone else. And what's incredibly easy for me is hard for someone else. It's like, there it's there's this sliding scale and it's different for all of us and so whatever whatever hard is for you then you know committing to that process to get there is gonna is gonna gift you those lessons about yourself mm. yeah that is really if i like that a lot yeah mm. chief i got i got three questions all right what's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received oh um, that's really hard Greatest piece of life advice you've ever received. I don't know if I have one. Sorry. I really don't know. I just think they're. Have you got a mantra that you live by? Or... Um, I feel like I have different ones for different situations. And to that, I would say I probably have different pieces of advice for different situations that I'd call the best. I don't know. Mantras are interesting. I feel like when I'm training and it's difficult, I I often just repeat, like, let hard be hard. Like, mm. let it be hard. Like, lean into the hard because it's where you grow. Um, that would be a good life. That's a good life mantra, too, I think. Let hard be hard. 
But no, I wouldn't say that's the best piece of advice I've received. That really wasn't a piece of advice I've ever received either. I just kind of say that to myself. Uh, well, you gave it to yourself. That still counts. Yeah, maybe, maybe just. I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to think on that one. That's okay. Let's do I the like, other questions. I like let hard be hard. Let hard that's, be hard. That's a good one. Yeah. What's the worst piece of life advice you ever received? Worst piece of life advice. Hmm. I feel like anything related to like revenge, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, any advice on any situation that's kind of insinuating that we should seek out revenge maybe i don't like that concept i feel like that's such an an abandonment of my values and my myself peace and so it doesn't really sit right with me not that i'm saying everyone anyone's ever told me like seek revenge but there are subtle ways that it gets worked into conversations quite often and so yeah maybe that how do you maintain your peace? How do I maintain my peace? I think just living in alignment with my values, my core values, and that that kind of that, that maintains the peace for me. Yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. All right, last question. What are the three words you tell your younger self? Three words, what? You would tell your younger self. Three words. You can make a sentence. It could be three individual words. Probably always trust yourself. Ooh. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I think we're, you know, throughout our early lives where we, so many of our beliefs are just kind of cemented into us from other people and it's more of conditioning and not really thinking for ourselves and um, trusting ourselves, you know, like in school and like if you're part of, if your family's part of organized religion and just all of these ways, which we, like we get all these little bits and pieces of knowledge and ideas and belief systems from other people and they're not really our own. And I think it's awesome as we get older and literally our brains develop and we get to kind of question everything and be like, hmm, do I really believe that? Or did I just hear that? Because someone else believes it. And I I just feel like trusting, like always trust yourself. Always trust yourself about what to believe, what to think, how to act, kind of like what my next steps are, because that's another area where everyone's always telling you what to do. Like this is this is the path you take to become happy and successful. And it's so not universal. And so just like trusting myself has been huge and learning how to quiet all the outside noise and like be in tune with myself and ask myself like, what feels right? Like what's the right next step? And kind of just trusting that and trusting that things will unfold in a way that is good if I just choose to trust myself and be live in alignment with what I know I value. Mm. It's like how much of your, how much of your life is following and how much is fine. Yeah, totally. You know, you gotta find 
what's right for you at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, following somebody else's path is just going to lead you to that destination. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the tricky part about social media too. It is. It is indeed. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of noise and it's really easy to be influenced and copy. And so, yeah, it's, I think it's crucial to kind of like take a step back, separate myself from all of it and just be in tune with like, what's my message? What do I want to create? What do I want to be putting out here? Like what feels right for me? That's why I think everyone should spend some time alone. Yeah. You know, time alone with nature, no, no technology, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. a pen and a pencil and a notebook or something or some coloring or painting or something like that, something creative, but it's, it's you and you, the only person you got to talk to is yourself. And you're Absolutely. inevitably going to go a little loopy. You know, it depends how, <laughs> <laughs> depends how long you spend on your own, right? Um, <laughs> totally. But I usually go try and go off for like a week or two and you definitely go a little insane, but you end up... A week or two, that's impressive. Yeah, you discard a lot of um, noise. Yeah. You know, and you disconnect from the world to reconnect with yourself. And I think it's necessary and it's, it's one of the reasons why this thing's called the Nomadic Podcast, right? Like, we're all just trying to navigate through this thing called life, you know, but a lot of us are just, we're just getting shouted at all the time. And we're trying to figure out what, what the noise is that's saying. It's like, um, the only thing that we need to listen to is that inner circle around is, yeah, okay, great. But yeah. number one's got to be, how do you feel? What do you think? Who are you? And if you've yeah. not got answers to those three, those three questions, then we probably don't need to listen to anything else. Right. Find those three questions out and then start opening up the uh, the mind to other things, you know. I like it. But hey, that's just the thought process of a blonde guy from the north. <laughs> I like that. Um, I like that you connected that back to your podcast name. That's really interesting. I, I wasn't sure why it was called the Nomadic Podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's that. It's I move around a lot. Um, I've probably been in a, like, 20 to 25 to 30 different locations of like recording these things um yeah and like life's a journey right like i think stagnation is death um Mm. and we've Mm got to be able to keep going man you know there's a lot to learn out there there's a lot to learn from people there's a lot of beautiful souls out there you know rather than getting bogged down in the weeds maybe we just lift our head up over the trees and we can finally see what's on the horizon oh that's lovely but like I said, fuck, who knows? I'm only a northern guy. <laughs> Mate, this has been an honor and a privilege. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. It was it was wonderful to talk to you. Always welcome back. And whenever I get to East Coast, I got so many people I gotta drop in and say hello to and I'll, I'll make yeah, sure I do a road totally. trip, mate. We're not we'll doing a, sure. we're not doing a run in the mountains, but we'll do some lifting. All right. I, I think I could convince you otherwise. So <laughs> maybe I'll run around the block or something for the ice cream bun. But sounds good. All right, mate. Well, thank you, you so much. You have a good day. Thank you so much. Thank you. You as well. All right, mate. Take it easy. You too. Bye, everybody. <laughs>